TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yesterday, Prince Andrew, the royal Prince Andrew, reached a settlement in a civil sexual assault case. Over the summer, Virginia Goffrey sued the prince accusing him of sexually assaulting her on three different occasions when she was underage. She was only 17. One of those instances was on, uh, she says, was on Jeffrey Epstein's private island. Now, Prince Andrew has repeatedly denied responsibility. By the way, the queen has distanced herself from Prince Andrew. Uh, Now, he has agreed to make a, quote, substantial donation to Giffrey's charity in support of victims' rights. He's acknowledged her as an established victim of abuse. Of course, he didn't admit guilt, but he claims he, he she is an established victim of abuse who suffered because of unfair public attacks, but he is not admitting that he assaulted her. Her lawyer, of course, says, look, this whole situation speaks for himself, but it is a, you know, a settlement in a civil sexual assault case. It got me wondering how victims of sexual assault feel about these settlements and if that is true justice. Brooke Morath is the subject of one of my podcasts. She has since become a friend. She is a confidant of mine when I have sensitive topics that are involving victims' rights. I often go to Brooke, as I did this morning. Uh, she is now a, a graduate of the University of Minnesota. She is a research tech with the Mayo Clinic, has a master's degree in public health policy and ethics, and she is a victim advocate. And if you remember the backstory, Brooke was raped on the university campus by a stranger. She was pushed down in the snow, raped violently uh, next to her car as she was going to pick up a friend from the airport. And the Minneapolis police bungled her case and did not find her rapist, even though there were some leads. Her rapist was eventually arrested just a few years ago. And uh, Brooke is joining us now to talk about that sense of justice and the Prince Andrew case. So Brooke, I'm so happy to have you back on the show, sweetie. I'm always happy to to be invited, especially for these more nuanced, challenging topics, like you mentioned. And and this one is, it, it's not, I mean, your situation, I mean, you went through hell. You went through hell, years and years of not knowing what, if your rapist was ever going to be found, years of bungled opportunities. But finally, you, you did receive justice. You know, a guy from Ham Lake was arrested in your rape. I mean, when he was arrested and booked, did you feel a sense of complete justice? I don't know that there's that complete justice is is attainable, uh, but I, I will say that I felt justice to the best of uh, whether it's the the investigators who took over the case, 
uh, and the prosecution, I think to the best of their ability, justice was absolutely served in my experience. Mm -hmm. And I know it can never be complete because of what your rapist took from you. And I, I, I totally understand that. I hope I didn't ask the wrong question there. So I appreciate your nuanced answer. Um, I, I know that you've been following this Prince Andrew case. Uh, they reached a civil, uh, a civil sexual assault settlement. What did you think when you heard that, you know, he's making a donation and not admitting guilt? What is your reaction to that? I guess I have multiple reactions from different perspectives. Um, it's, it's easy, to, I feel, to be frustrated um, when there's not admissions of guilt. However, it's, I think it's very important to remember that it is a civil case and not criminal. And um, the expectation or hope that there would be a formal admission of guilt was just, it was never an outcome that could be expected. So I think, mm. but it's, it, that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that, of course, it's frustrating, especially with this degree of uh, suspected perpetration and just how far it goes. You know, we, I, I think we all share that desire to see accountability and uh, the establishment of guilt on a more formal level. So mm -hmm. I, I do I do understand that. Um, hey, but I also think it's from from a victim perspective, I, I don't think <laughs> my my personal opinions on the case, I think, ultimately, don't matter. I think, I think what matters is what what Virginia's mm. opinion and, and outlook is on on the on the matter. And if she feels a sense of justice, then I feel that that is what matters. That is the threshold. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Hey, Brooke, this is Paul. Thank thank you again for for coming on, and I I admire you, your your courage, um, your ability to uh, take the, you know a really awful experience and turn it into a positive and inspire other people uh, to stand up and make their voices heard. I'm I'm just curious: are things getting better? And specifically with social media. You know, we decry cancel culture. Other people say it's not cancel culture. It's accountability culture between what's happening on social media. I mean, look at I mean, Jeff Zucker, the, the top guy at NBC, you know, mm -hmm. Andrew Cuomo, Chris Cuomo. I mean, powerful people with money and and they're having to come to terms with their behavior. It doesn't matter how much money um, I it to me it's shining a light stuff that might have happened in the darkness 20 years ago it's harder to get away with stuff today than it was and it's i <laughs> hope it's easier to have true accountability that if you are the victim that uh you know there can in fact be justice do you think we're heading in the right direction or not i personally feel as though we are uh it can be <laughs> Difficult to gauge, I think, especially with social media, as you were saying, and there's a lot of thought terminating cliches being tossed around. But I, I do think the trajectory is positive. Um, well, that's encouraging. It's tough to say. Yeah, and and I, I think also the I, I think it's also we can fall easily into the trap of thinking because of all the publicity and, and accessibility to these stories that we're no longer in the dark. But again we only know so much you know we don't know 
all the details of what goes on behind the scenes and whatnot. So I think mm. quick to we're a bit quick to to formulate opinions and and judge, mm-hmm. you know, how dire or hopeful the situation is. And but nonetheless, I, I do believe we're headed in the right direction. Okay. Brooke, share with us a little bit about your advocacy work. I know we spoke a few weeks ago when um, I spoke to somebody about a task force that was talking to police about the carjackings that were happening in Minneapolis and the suburbs, and, and I, you're involved in that. So tell us a little bit about your advocacy work and what you're up to now. I don't have any a formal advocacy position, but I do serve in my free time on the Minnesota Sentencing Guidelines Commission. I, I assume that's mm-hmm. what you're referencing. And yes. so mm-hmm. that, that's just providing providing a, a voice um, for victims in determining the um, different guidelines and whatnot when it comes to felony sentencing and, and advising the legislature and whatnot. And the current uh, issue that you referenced is on the custody mm-hmm. status point. Are they listening? Is the legislature listening to the task force? Do you and and it's sort of a two part question. Also, I know MPD has had its share of problems lately, but since uh, we did deny justice and since we did the series on how they you know prosecute and investigate rape, do you feel that they have taken the work seriously? And is it getting better for victims of violent crimes? I think it's a bit difficult for me to speak for. Me the legislature specifically, but mm-hmm. I can say the work that I've done um, more on an individual level. That's, that's really my favorite uh, mm-hmm. uh, area to work within is just that one-on-one uh, with local partnerships and whatnot. But so through those uh, more community-based initiatives and whatnot, I've seen a lot of truly compassionate individuals uh, and leaders who are making not just saying that they want to reform, but but enacting hmm. effective policies and, and procedures. So, again, <laughs> it's, I think, trying to gauge based upon the greater narratives and discussions can be a little bit misleading. And when you really look at the, on the more local levels, I, I, I see very promising efforts. Uh, now that's just one one person's experience, but I'm I'm hopeful. That's Good. Uh, we appreciate that, and and we feed off your hope and optimism, Brooke Morath. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us today. We we wish you nothing but uh, the best going forward. So thank thanks you, for Brooke. coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me back. You bet. You got it. Yeah, she, she her story is so inspiring. And the fact that she is continuing to work in advocacy and work one on one with victims, you know, stay in that space of, uh, you know, of, of being violated and helping others through it. It takes an enormous amount of compassion to do the work that she does. And she is extraordinary. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's been a after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.